0: there have been so many I that was a familiar feeling to mm. me where like I'm used to feeling small like mm. where they're just like oh you should they, they made, like made like, me oh, feel like be
1: grateful that we gave yes, you a chance made me
0: feel like they were doing me a favor uh-huh. and yeah. um, you
1: can tell. Long legs, yeah. you know me, Daddy T. This is you can tell me anything. The podcast where comedians, artists, filmmakers, just basically people that I like and think are really cool confess something that they want to get off their chest. Um, this is a I'm trying out this video thing. We don't know how much is actually going to be used. For those just listening, um, if you catch me pausing and acting self-conscious, it's because I am recording this for the first time. You know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to keep up with the times get some clips on reels um and uh, my my guest has so graciously agreed to be on camera i'm very excited to have her here today if you're watching you already know but i'm gonna introduce her right now she is so so amazing she's a cinematographer um we worked together at crack she's shot pretty much every co- comedian's like short films feature films whatever she shot It's a party um which is really fun feature film, written directed by Lamar Woods, starring tons of people. Open My eagle, Ego Nordem. She directed or she she shot. I think she likes you. Get loved um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to have her here. Carissa Dorsen, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, well, I feel like I like, named all of my like um like fan because it's like. I'm excited when you work with my friends. But also you like you're like yeah, no, also you television kind of <laughs> like showtime and like oh, A little late with Louising, yeah. so I probably should have let her with those. But no, I think that's like
0: <laughs> my favorite label. Actually, what you said, like she shot every comedian's short film. Like that was the most fun time in, in my life. And I'm still doing it. You yeah. Know, hopefully. Well, uh, and
1: everyone's leveling up. That's the thing. But that's it's it's fun. Like, yeah, I feel like sometimes in my mind, my favorite times of Creativity was like school, like not school in like college sense, but that feeling, right, where we're all like, we're kind of like doing it, but also like we're all friends and hanging out, and you know, eventually that goes away, not because you're not friends, but just because you're busy and you're working. So that to me is like a really magical time. But yeah, I feel like I should also lead with like, yes, you have real credits. Those are just
0: the (laughs) ones that are fun. Yeah. For me. (laughs) No, me too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks for for being on the show. we do start with a good confession, which isn't like the full confession. I think you're familiar with the show, but just in case people get confused, it's just a name. It's really just an icebreaker, a way to get to know you, something um, you want to brag about or something positive in your life. It could be just a quick like, thing you want to share. As long as it's positive, you could mm-hmm. even like shout out something you watch that you like. So do you have something good you would like to confess?
0: Yeah. Um, so have you done the artist's way? I feel like you oh, would have. My <laughs>
1: sister loves it. I have okay. not,
0: but I've heard. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, so I've I've done morning pages consistently for like twenty six days. I oh think. wow! Okay. Every day of this month. I didn't mean to start like on August first, but it's cool that that yeah. that happened. And um, it's just like a good way to stay present and and actually like be aware of what's important to me for the day. And um, yeah, it's just basically like writing three pages of garbage from your brain. Uh-huh. It doesn't like have to be good. Kind of, yeah.
1: Have you f- have you found like the your I don't want to be, like, your brain rearranging, but have you found that doing it has changed the way you approach it every day, like, almost in a meditative way, or?
0: Um, yeah, I think I'm still trying to get more meditative about it. Um, it's really hard, because, like, you write it longhand, too, so, like... Just, like, with your hand instead of oh, on the computer. Okay. <laughs> like, longhand? Um,
1: oh, okay, that makes... Yeah, so, so <laughs>
0: like, I'm trying to figure out, like, because my hand can't keep up with my brain, so it's, like, I'm oh. thinking thoughts and, and like my hand, sometimes I skip words because Uh I'm trying to keep up with like what my brain is thinking. Oh, wow. That's Um, so cool.
1: I've had that feeling. Um, and I I used to journal a lot and I I found that it helps, but sometimes I'll start thinking of the journal page. Like, yeah, like I'm like in the car or whatever. I'm like, okay, this, like, these are thoughts I want to get out. And I start thinking, but I'm like, that's not true journaling. And then I'll want to remember it, but I'm like, nah, just like, you brace your brain, but, um, yeah, yeah, I I try not to think
0: too hard about it, and, like, I don't know, I'm still figuring it out, but it's definitely, like, opened me up, it's made me more positive this this month, I've definitely seen a good change.
1: That's cool, yeah, I I don't, I haven't done that, but I do really like writing things down, and I I used to write a lot when I was sad, you know, like, oh, I need to get these feelings out, and um, now I try to do it when I'm feeling good, too, because, what I like during the pandemic, I would go back and read old journal entries, and it was just like mm-hmm. a lot of extremes. Like sometimes super happy, but like it would be like happy, and then be like, oh, everything sucks. And then I was like, you know, I know my life wasn't always this like manic. I yeah. think I just don't. It's I only you to write, write the extremes. Yeah, so I started telling myself like just random days, like scheduling and write, and then I would just sit down, even if I had nothing big to say, I'd be like, well, here's how I'm feeling, and now I feel like okay, I have a better picture of. Like my routine,
0: but yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
1: oh, that's so cool. Um, well, okay. So before we get like super into the confession, um, and you have nothing to be nervous about. It's a safe space. Mm-hmm. I I started this podcast because I started going to therapy late in life, and I found it was just like really like a new feeling for me to be able to talk about myself and be heard. So that's loosely where the confession stuff is based. Um. That, and we also, f- for some reason, have a lot of comedians who are uh, ex-Catholics who went to confession. So there's mm-hmm. that, too. Um, but, yeah, I like to ask everyone who comes on, like, what's your experience with, like, therapy? Or do you have um, a confidant? Or, you know, it can be just... It doesn't be, like, therapy-specific, but more, like, um, like, how do you do self-care? Like, what's mm-hmm. your routine? There's no right or wrong answer. It's just nice to, like, see how different people... Yeah,
0: I was excited out. about this question, because oh, I, I actually just started therapy for the first time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like two days ago, literally. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's so,
1: that's huge. That's exciting. Yeah, it's something
0: I was thinking about for a long time, and obviously, like, I support therapy and think it's great, and, but I was like, oh, but not for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure, no, everyone, ha- yeah. I mean, it's
1: like, yeah, everyone has their own reason. I mean, it. I, I used to say the same thing about medication, and then for me, like, I, I did help a lot, but yeah, I was always like, yeah, yeah everyone should, do what they need and you know I just any changes to your life can be really scary so it's not yeah. don't worry and then
0: it was literally something on my to-do list for a long time and I just didn't get to it and it just uh-huh. seemed daunting like trying to find someone and um, but finally, like my, my friend sent me a link, um, actually, you know, her Stevie Wayne. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And she, like, I was just talking to her about this the other day and then she sent me a link, like it, this made it really easy to find it through your insurance. And, uh-huh. um, so then I found someone and, um, yeah, I just had my first like intake with her oh, <laughs> on Wednesday. Thursday. Um, but yeah, it's like, it still feels kind of daunting just cause I was like, wow, that was short. Like. How am I gonna get through? How am I gonna uh-huh. like cover everything? Yeah, you start um, to be like, oh, but it just no, takes time. Skip ahead. Yeah, <laughs> they'll
1: like ask, like, let's start here. You're like, no, 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 that's not important. This is important, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's like that's a good sign because that means that you feel comfortable and you want to like share more with her if you're like having a lot to talk about. Yeah, or him or her, whatever. Then,
0: yeah, yeah, I think it'll it'll help to be able to like verbalize how I'm feeling because I don't think I know how to do that very well. Like, and and I'm also realizing um my schedule is so inconsistent so Mm. like as a freelancer what I'm feeling like what I was feeling yesterday might not be what I'm feeling today and like what I was feeling a few weeks ago it it just feels like really complicated and um, when she's asking me questions I'm just like I who am I I don't (laughs) know it's
1: (laughs) wait were you an only
0: child No, no I have a younger brother oh
1: okay that's interesting. I have I relate to the like changing feelings because I remember when I started when I moved here I started going to therapy with a new therapist and there were times when I'm like like you know days where I was like panicking and I'm like oh like I can't wait for therapy tomorrow. But then when I went in and she'd be like how are you? I'd feel fine. And then I'm like, well I don't want to
0: yeah. open that up again.
1: <laughs> so I totally get that. like and now I I will write notes in my iPhone so at least I can recall it to talk about, but sometimes you just don't sometimes you process it and you're like I don't want to I don't want to go back to that right. mood, you know, but...
0: Yeah, and I was filling out a form before I even met her, like, mm-hmm. online, just questions about, like, yeah, feelings and experiences, and um, and there it was, like, multiple choice, and there were questions like, have you... How many times have you felt hopelessness oh my in in this week or whatever and the choices were like not at all and then several times was like the next option <laughs> <Wow. laughs> it was like i think there needs to be something between yeah <laughs> those like something two. like
1: maybe i felt hopeless i'm not <laughs> sure if that's what i felt because yeah. that's the thing it's like labeling it yeah. can be, yeah it's kind of a trap because i think we want to label and understand our feelings but then we also don't know like oh what does that mean is is that gonna put me on like some different path and yeah. so we're like already analyzing ourselves you know? yeah
0: so I did select several times even though uh-huh. I thought that was a little much <laughs> um, just because it, it's like it the answer is not none at all so anyway uh-huh. like she ended up and that was like weeks ago um, and then she asked me oh, wow. about that she like the hopelessness question and I was like. honestly, I don't remember, like, (laughs) I mean, I have felt that. I don't remember what it feels like now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, whoa. Uh
0: Um, And so, like, yeah, I I think I can really overthink things and just be like, I don't know, who am I? My gosh,
1: that's so, it's so um, fascinating here, because, like, in your work, you're, you're helping people tell, like, such specific stories that, I mean, even when I was, like, producing, I feel like and, you know, directing, too, there's elements of that. But I feel like you have to, a Part of the skill is putting yourself into another brain, right? Like And, like, creating yeah. another world that is... It's connected to you, but it's part of, part of someone else. And in that ro- world, it's, like, a skill to almost, like, be, like, a chameleon a little bit, yeah. you know? And, and so it's fascinating to be, like... But also, in order to get there, I think it, it, it's almost across the board, artists have to have that individual because, you know, otherwise everything would be the same and and that's mm. not the case with your work. But it's interesting to be like, okay, now turn up the dial on you. Right. And and I'm curious, like, what will come of that in your work? That's yeah. That's really
0: cool. I mean, helping tell other people's stories is definitely, like, a more comfortable place for me. <laughs> and I love when other people open up mm. and that's, like, yeah, that's my favorite thing, just um, people being vulnerable. So, like, the whole concept of this podcast is amazing <laughs> and, but yeah, me coming into that, <laughs> it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, but I think I've, I've always thought of myself as like super shy. That, that was just like my persona growing up. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm really not that person anymore. Like I've really changed a lot and I'm proud of the more like open person that I've become. So I feel like, especially like on a one-on-one basis, I'm mm-hmm. I'm more open these days. Yeah. Like, um, even since feel... COVID started, like, I think that that was big for me, like the introspection.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And I feel like you're, you're someone who's really good about reaching out to catch up a lot, like, which I oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel like is an outgoing thing. But I, I know what you mean, because sometimes, like, you know, we'll get in our heads and be like, oh, no, like, I'm good, better one on one, too. And, and um, that I that I'm very different in a party setting. Like, mm. I, I can like have fun on a dance floor, which will trick people into thinking I'm social, but I don't have to talk to people when I'm dancing. So it is very, like, a mm. different thing. Um, but what made you, like, think that you were so shy? Because it seems like that was a label you kind of, like, took on early on. Like, was, did you, like, move around a lot? Or w- were you just sort of naturally, like, okay, it'll be easier to be quiet and listen? Or Yeah,
0: I was just quiet. I'm still, maybe I'll figure this out in therapy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was always just so self um, self-conscious and embarrassed. Like I, I remember a lot of embarrassment growing up. Just, oh, I felt like everyone else knew how to act <laughs> Wait, like where in did you school up? in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Maryland. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like, uh, it just seemed like other people had a rule book about uh-huh. like what to do and how to act. And I was trying to fit into that. So like, I don't think I was myself growing mm. up most of the time, but I excelled in things where I could like show talent and not talk, you know? Uh-huh. So I did sports and music and, and stuff like that. And that's how, cause I do like attention and I uh-huh. always did. And so that's how I was able to get attention without like, yeah, talking or being up on it's like, like the
1: silent, like att- cause you're like, you know, not the class clown necessarily, but then you're like, everyone's like,
0: whoa, look at
1: Carissa, she's so good, you're like, oh yeah, 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 like like
0: surprise people, uh but then be like, yeah, I know, I'm so
1: good, (laughs) Uh, oh my god, that's so funny, I had a a friend growing up, her name was Adeline Ducker, and actually, you saying that reminded me of her, because she was really quiet, but like, so, like, I was quiet too, but I was a little like, I have a lot of energy, so I'll goof off, but also, like, I was never the class clown, but I, I, like, dabbled, but she was like, in, like, our small group was so funny and always say, the, like, the sharpest things. But then, like, nobody else, like, everyone was like, oh, she's so quiet, she sticks to herself. And she was such a, like, talented artist, and she would just, like, draw mazes and these crazy things. And I remember just, like, <laughs> maybe this is where I, my early producing seeds planted, because I'd be like, oh, like, you guys, check it out. Look at that. <laughs> and it, it kind of reminded me of that, because it's not like she didn't want attention, but I think she really was. Like, now that I, you say that, I'm like, she probably really wanted people to see she was good. But at the time, I was like, wow, I've stumbled upon this secret illustrator. The world must know. But I'm sure she was like, oh, Teresa will tell people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's <laughs> nice to have, like, I have a lot of friends. And my my closest friends are kind of the opposite in that Ooh. regard. Like, yeah, really big personalities. And I just, like, gel well with <laughs> with uh-huh. those people. So. Um,
1: I love that. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling more open. It's, I do think, like... I feel like it's funny because us when we work together, I feel like sometimes like and I think she likes you. I'm like, oh, I take on that vulnerable spot. But I also have felt, oftentimes, my early career, I was like the like behind the scenes, like watching too. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see like you exploring that because I mean, yeah, obviously you're so talented and oh, I'm like, thanks. oh I want to see, like, more. You know what yeah. is what is that. Carissa voice, and it's already in all these things. And but what is it when you like get to run and you're like, ha ha, yeah, like, I'm not embarrassed, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, not embarrassed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think w- moving to LA has helped me, because I have just met all of these outsiders. Like that's mm-hmm. what creatives are. I feel like, um, so it's okay to talk about, you know, tell secrets and like yeah. be vulnerable, and we all kind of get it. Like that's where you it becomes the most relatable yeah
1: true so we're going to take a quick break when we get back we will get your confession we're back Carissa the time has come oh my god that was so cute (laughs) <laughs> oh my god do that again no. ah, it.
0: that's oh the god. level of excitement I i'm able clip. to give <laughs> it was
1: just like so like just like woo like i'm like oh the excitement um no i love it when because i get i'll like introduce guests with excitement as if it's a live show and then sometimes people are like hello, hello hello no but i'm glad you matched me um well carissa the time has come is there something you would like to tell me
0: yeah um okay so my secret is Basically, it's a secret because I think outwardly, especially on social media, people are like, oh, it looks like you're working all the time. You're doing so great. Mm-hmm. And this summer, um, even though this year I've had some like highs in my career, um, I've definitely reached a lot of like low points of like the lowest confidence mm-hmm. ever in my career. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a good secret, but no, I it's, feel like it's, I think
1: it's really relatable. As you're saying that, I'm like, it's not about you. But I, I so relatable. Yeah. Um, let's yeah, let's dive into it. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So like, first off, the social media thing. Yeah, it's definitely a trap. I think for a lot of people because like, like we we're saying, like we write extremes, right? Like, why? Like it's it wouldn't necessarily be helpful to be like today is a bad day. So, I mean, yeah. don't feel bad about sharing your accomplishments because Thanks. that's a great thing to do, you know? Like, I think that's what social media yeah. is
0: for. I kind of hate it at the same time, though. <laughs> like, I um, I mean, I l- have to post about my accomplishments because it, uh-huh. like, it actually helps me get work and stuff. And But I don't, like, I just, when I'm doing that, I'm thinking about, like, someone else like me who's, like, reading that and feeling, mm. like, bad about where they are in their in their lives. And I'm like, oh, no, like... I want to like share the ups and the downs, but I don't yeah. know how to do that on social media really. Um, yeah. But maybe I can maybe reach a point where, <laughs> where I'm able to post about my like down points Well, too. I'm
1: curious cause you said it like it's, um, it sounds like a lot of big changes happening. Cause
0: I know you were yeah. freelancer for a long time, right? Like you pretty
1: much have, since I've, since I've known you were freelancing. Yeah.
0: I've never had a full-time job. But
1: that's awesome. And that's such a like accomplishment and something that so many people strive for. So but obviously, pandemic also changed the rhythm of things. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm curious, outside of pandemic, did you yourself, like, make any active choices in your career to, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I know you're doing more features or things like that. Was there a, was there any big change that you feel like changed what you were saying yes to and things like that?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess I've, I've had a big life change. Like, I just got married in Congratulations. May. So, thanks. Yeah. And you got cats. And it was awesome. I have two cats now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so like basically through the beginning of the pandemic, I, it was actually, it was great for me at first. I was like, oh, thank God. I don't, I can like slow down and, mm-hmm. um, just like make some art. I don't know. I was in a good place and I know a lot of people weren't, and the world was in a terrible place, but like, for me it was nice to just be able to take time off and mm-hmm. like spend and we spent some time with family and then like five four four or five months in I started working with Lily Singh and mm-hmm. like on her sketch show and then she brought me on to her late night show um and so I was like non-stop after that like starting um fall of 2020 I was like working non-stop for uh-huh. like almost two years um but so then I got married this year um and then and I had just shot, like, a Netflix documentary right before that. So that was, like, another high uh-huh. in my career. And then um, took off time to get married. And then nothing kind of happened work-wise this whole summer, basically. Um, so – and and I'm at a point where I'm trying to, like, level up and get more uh-huh. t- television work. But not just television work, but, like, get back to narrative mm. stuff. And realizing I don't have the – the credits for that. And even though I have done some Netflix stuff now, um, I, I have narrative projects under my belt, but it's, it had been a while. Um, mm-hmm. and that's like where I want to be. And, um, and I realized like, I, I've just been following momentum for so long in my career. It's been like 10 years now. Um, and, like and finally this is you like
1: have a moment where you have to choose which way to go. But kind you're like, of. Oh, let me wait for the wind. And you're like, the wind's like, I'm waiting on you. Like, yeah. where do you want me to take you?
0: Because it exactly. will come, but it is,
1: yeah, that is a, that's like a feeling that, I mean, I think super relatable for a lot of artists. Yeah, but and I'm scary. lucky
0: that it, it was like a relatively easy 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. that's not normal, really. But um, yeah, I, I definitely like, it's come to a point where, First of all, I'm realizing I still have to be putting hustling and putting mm. the work in and, and networking and um, just saying what I want. And so it's it involves a lot of like figuring out what I want. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've now like I think when I first thought of the secret to tell you, I was like I was in kind of like an angry, frustrated place. And, um, it's been like a couple weeks since uh-huh. we first talked oh, about this.
1: Good thing I postponed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the audience can know I went to Palm Springs and like came back on a Monday as if it was a Sunday and totally forgot. So <laughs> yeah, amazing. it's all good. But,
0: um, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like I'm in a positive place about it now. And, and I see, I'm trying to get comfortable with being like uncomfortable yeah. and like figure this stuff out and and the discomfort means that I'm growing. So, mm-hmm. like, I totally see that. And, um, but yeah, when I first wanted to talk, talk about this, like, I had experienced some like rejection. Gotcha. And it was like for things that the type of jobs that I was doing before the pandemic started. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, this shouldn't, I shouldn't even be interviewing for yeah. this.
1: <laughs> it's okay to. F- that's why I have this pot. It's just, like I know, like, oftentimes it ends up getting into like. It does feel like therapy, but I literally am like, you can do rants, you could do, ra- you could raves. Like, you could, I love this, I hate this, mm-hmm. and it is a space to just like, if you're frustrated, because sometimes we're so, you know, conditioned and not to be to be grateful for what we have that it's like, oh, if you feel bad, complain about rejection, because it's like, you know, everyone gets rejected, but here you're allowed to, because I I think it's healthy to let that feeling out, you know, and it's a valid feeling. You're like, hey, I did this before, like you're not personally mad at one person, but you know, you couldn't be upset with the situation. And yeah. I think it's healthy to express that because yeah. then you figure out what you want out of it, you know?
0: Yeah. And luckily I have some like, a good support system that I can complain to. Yeah. Like my like my best friend, Laura, um, who's a costume designer. So she like, knows, she understands. And um, so like, I texted her as soon as like, I heard <laughs> back from these two jobs that I <laughs> didn't but... get. Um, and, and like, quickly realized that it was, like, kind of the universe telling me that I, I, did, I didn't even want those jobs. Mm. So it's, like, of course, if I'm approaching it with that energy, like, why sure. would I get them? Even though I thought that I was, like, they, they I shouldn't even be interviewing Maybe for this. Like, like, like I've done this so many times. You didn't
1: want, like, you reluctantly were, like, okay, well, I always have this. But then if it's safe, it'll be hard to switch. If you're not swimming in the deep end for a little bit, like... I don't know. Yeah, I was for like, sure. well, you can't become a shark, but it I'm was like, I don't know if you want to be a shark. But I hadn't <laughs> made much
0: money this summer, so I was like, at least it's money. Uh-huh. And um, but the interesting thing is, I also had um, a couple short films lined up, and mm. it would have the either of those jobs would have conflicted with one mm. of the short films that was like a passion project that I, I was excited about the collaboration with um, uh-huh. the director, and but he understood. He was like because the, the short film didn't have any sure, money. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, if you get a week of work, like you should definitely jump off and and do that. So like I gave it my best shot to like go the money route uh-huh. <laughs> and, then that, and then just experience and the universe, like a slap like, no! in the face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, um, but then I did the short film job and realized like I actually learned things. Mm. Like this is really beneficial for me and I got to like make something that was visually interesting and... Um, and it was hard too. I, uh-huh. I, I also kind of felt like a failure for a little bit on that set, oh, and wow. yeah. and then afterwards talked with the director, and he was super happy, and um, and and I was like, oh, like sometimes feeling like a failure means that I'm doing a good job because <laughs> because You're I care.
1: In a new pos- or like it's a risky position. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, like, I thank you for sharing that. I, like, what I heard, and I don't know, like, you know, this might be me interpreting, but I feel like I, I'm hearing, like, after 10 years of being comfortable, like, at some point, maybe earlier on, if this had happened, you may have, like, like you had the talent to jump already, but it's the momentum was like, yeah, just keep going, keep going. And I'm curious if, if like, this moment had happened earlier, would you have... Um, do you feel like you would have made been like it's time to make the jump earlier? Or do you feel like this is the time? Like, do you feel like it's almost like you would have stayed in the momentum had you not had this low moment?
0: Yeah, I probably. Does that make sense? Probably. I don't know. Maybe it, it felt like time because um, I think it just was the right time because I had shot like a season of television Mm -hmm. for NBC but it was it was late night and it was like an amazing experience and and I have that collaboration with Lily like hopefully for a long time moving forward Um, but afterwards I realized like I was having meetings with agents and they were like yeah like maybe don't put the late night stuff first because you want to be doing narrative and and lead with your narrative projects and I was like oh no like (laughs) they don't even care (laughs) that I did that and so like I think I would have come to a point after – so after shooting that show um, and it's not continuing, um, that's when I realized that I need to, like, get back to, like, finding the projects that that are really important to me. And um, so I think it would have happened at that time, but probably not earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is, like, the universe giving you a kick in the butt because I I felt – I had – not that same, but I feel like um, I had, like, wrote a really much more high – high for myself when like you know i lost my my like cushy wasn't actually even cushy but it was a 95 job that kept me through the pandemic and then i had already been like not happy there but right after that i was like getting like my first um like freelance tv writing stuff and i was like oh that's great and then i was like oh i got it you know and then you know as freelance happens there's slow times and i really was spending my money as if that was just like my income Mm -hmm. now (laughs) and so that i that was a hard rude awakening but out of that i found that like it pushed me to be more like okay like intentional about mm-hmm. how do i want to structure like my time in the next few years not just like tomorrow and that was harder to answer like cuz it's like of course i want to be writing but like then they need to come in the jobs need to come in but i do think that was the first step of like saying like well what do i actually want to be doing it's like, I know I keep saying the universe, but it is like you set the space, you create the space for those narrative jobs, for those long-term projects, and for those big projects to come along, it's not going to be necessarily as like every day they're coming, right? Because mm-hmm. there is like just more space between yeah. the sort of like, like I don't know, the gems, right? And, you know, you have the skill now to weather the slow periods, I think, but, but it is like very scary because it's not, I'm not used to it either, and... Yeah, when you talked about being slow and angry, I'm like, yeah, I think I felt that, too. Like, I was working at a bus company, which I was making the most of, but I was like, what am I doing? Like, you know, should I just go back to, like, should I be a coordinator or something? You know, like, pick up random jobs that I can do. And something in me was just like, no, because that's backwards. Like, if you want to do that, sure, but that will just bring you here again. Because you're going to go backwards just to feel safe and then come back here. So I'm like, no, I need to keep pushing yeah so i think that instinct is right like the slowness is you getting into something new like a new water yeah for sure you know i'm learning how to swim but it's comfortable to like be like well let me go back there
0: yeah it does feel really unsafe and un yeah there's the unknown there Mm -hmm. um and and just confronting the fact that i still have so much to learn like about cinematography and um just always try to get better um and work on my own photography that's another thing that i stopped doing as much when i hey, got published busy a
1: book i mean okay like it's like i mean it's always easier from the outside to hear it because i i feel like when i complain people are like blah, blah, blah. but no you're yeah, right i, I mean, do have to tell myself <laughs> that right. she published a book called conversations with dad it's really beautiful oh, it's photo series between her and her dad and yeah i loved it so much i shared it with my dad
0: like, yeah well, thanks. Yeah. I think last year, this time last year, I just shot my first TV show. I published a book. And so I think it was the time after that, like, when I didn't I didn't immediately have the next thing. And um, I had to just, like, come to terms with that, that it might take a little bit longer and I have to put in more work to figure out what the next thing is. Um, I'm so curious no.
1: how you're, because that, were, were you at that point, like, kind of riding the high, like, let me use this time to do something I want? Like... Was your mindset the same, like, like kind of panicky and angry or was it a little more like Like after last year? When you did the conversation with dad. Yeah, because it sounds like time wise you had free time. But I'm curious, like mindset, what was different? Mm, Interesting. or, Or was it different or, you know?
0: I don't know. I think I just found things to keep me busy. Like I was still getting jobs here and there. I shot your short film. Mm -hmm. Right here. Um, (laughs) We're literally taping and like... I can't believe I haven't been here in a year. Yeah, Um, No, I was just like finding work to keep me busy and like not necessarily like moving forward in in the ways that I want to move forward now. Um, But were you like happy with how you were using your time? I think so.
1: (laughs) I guess that's a very loaded question. I guess. Yeah, I I guess what I'm getting at, which may be too leading, but, but maybe this is... Well, I'll just share my experience, but it feels sometimes like I get panicky because I'm like, oh no, I've lost the thread. I need to like return to it. But then I remember when I didn't feel that way and I had just as much time and nothing going on. Sometimes my mindset is like, I'm excited about whatever it is I'm doing. And it's just because I've tricked myself because maybe I just left a job and I have savings or whatever. Mm. But the fact is like we... All, like, we're here now, right? Like, it's weird to be like, it'll always work out. Because I know, like, it's hard to believe that. And I honestly have a hard time believing it. But the times that I didn't worry and I just started something, it tended to lead to something. Yeah. Um, but it's it's tricky to get back there when you're not already it's there. It's so hard to get rid know? of
0: the worry. That That is yeah. kind of where I've been actually since, yeah, since I had those highs a year ago. Um, I remember, like, feeling like I was in a creative slump like, pretty soon after that, um, because even though I just published a book, I didn't have, like, the next project that I was working on, like, I wanted it to just come to me yeah. easily. Um, it's almost like
1: postpartum, I mean, mm-hmm. I I was told that in dreams, when you dream um, about babies and pregnancy, like, oftentimes, especially if you're creative, it often refers to, like, work, like, art, stuff. yeah, and I feel that, like, the 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 come down after like finishing a short or whatever and you're like oh, what like you're like what's next cuz you want the high but the first time you started doing the thing it's cuz a moment of inspiration struck you. usually yes. that's when you stop thinking about yeah, it yeah like the know. book
0: came very easily yeah. <laughs> which is so weird um, so
1: that's maybe a sign that you're on the right path cuz it's like you finished this you summited a mountain and like you mm-hmm. know before the next there's like you're not just immediately on the next peak right you yeah. got to go down and then you got to start up. Yeah, and
0: that was different. Like my dad was my like collaborator in that mm. in that kind of. So it just came. So it like surprises happened with him that wouldn't have happened just with me. <laughs>
1: so like sparked new ideas and like new synapses. Yeah, it's interesting because last, last yesterday like we were just catching up off the record, but we were talking about something that came up in our our group convo was like people who get, li- like, lifers, like, uh, f- mm. at-, at shows and stuff that are long-running and cushy jobs, which is great, you know, stability is great, but, but I feel like our personality and everyone who was at the table was had this feeling of, like, well, we want to keep doing the next thing and the next thing, which the trade-off is you're going to have these, like, lows in between because mm-hmm. before you find that, like, new, oh, this is the, this is the new excite- exciting project, there's, like, you have to create a space for it, avoid, void, right? Yeah. Otherwise, how do you fill it? Um, but it's not, it's weird to think about it that way, but it's like, yeah, if you're already full and you've got all the stuff, you may not have space to get excited about something new. And you talking about like after working the TV job, having that moment, I think is a sign that you're doing it, like the thing you want to do, but you're maybe not in the, in that exact moment where you want to be. But yeah, if you think of it as a path you are 100% on the path. Like, if life is a curve, you're, like, on the curve. You're just, like, on the part of the curve that wants to be here. But that's, like, part of the curve. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm. A- going <laughs> I start losing people. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. Like, and I've always been very self-aware. So, like, I know when I'm in a slump, like, I, I'm like, I know this is where I'm supposed to be so I can grow, blah, blah, blah. Like, but it's still annoying. <laughs> and I have been, like, also, like, been having a lot of fear, just wondering if I'm cut out for this life, <laughs> and because, like, I feel like mean? I, I chose such, we chose, like, such a fucked up industry. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell this in my boyfriend all the time, I'm like, yeah, like, why? it can make us feel so bad about ourselves, and, in one like, day, too, you can yeah. have, like, the best
1: email, the worst email, like, you really, like, just snap back to reality. Yeah, yeah. you can
0: go from, like, feeling like a boss to, uh-huh. to so <laughs> small, like, very quickly, um, and I think I was naively just like optimistic for so many years, and maybe just like being, you know, in my early thirties now, I'm like seeing all the mm. negative sides of it, and gotcha. I'm not as like, and you know, going more towards that jaded path. Except I'll, mm. I'll never like get let myself get <laughs> get there because I think as long as you're just always open to learning and keeping an open mind, yeah. then, then you're good. Um,
1: well, do you feel... Okay, here's, like, an alternate way to look at
0: it. Do you feel like if you saw all the negatives really early
1: on, that would have changed where you were today? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like, because sometimes I think I'm, like, I feel like I'm seeing the, quote-unquote, full spectrum, and I'm like, oh, like, some stuff really sucks. Like, we know, but, you know, you really know after a while. But I do think in some ways I'm glad I didn't learn until later, like till I felt like I got a craft down because it it can be so discouraging. It's still discouraging, but now I feel like at least I had some time to like build craft. Whereas before I might've been like, oh, it's so discouraging that I don't even want to learn craft. Mm -hmm. So that's like the flip side. I know it's like, it'd be nice if it was just all great, but I feel like learning the bad, the like shitty stuff later does help a little in like getting to the next level because it is true
0: but yeah. it is, yeah, it's not, it's like a little bit of a wake-up call that's not yeah. fun, for it's, sure. It's <laughs> not fun, but um, I'm grateful for it at, at the same time, and even at the beginning of this year, I had, like, some, I had kind of, like, a realization, um, basically, about what being a woman in this industry is, even though, like, you know, it's been a conversation for a long, since Me Too, mm-hmm. like, that... Um, you know it's harder for women in this industry but then when people especially in in my job since it's a male dominated yeah. job yeah well yeah
1: cuz if you don't mind sharing a bit i mean i, I know we've talked about it but I, I haven't had a lot of cinematographers on and yeah. that's definitely something i feel like you make a point to bring on um your a team that that does it represents more what you would like to see and i think that's really cool yeah for, definitely what's your experience well, it's like, funny outside of that.
0: like all i feel like my
1: sets are like yeah I'm with you, but i'm I'm sure that's not your experience everywhere. you know,
0: yeah, it changes so much depending on where it, I'm working. But like luckily, I can bring on a lot of women to my team mm-hmm. and and diversity and and that just feels normal to me a lot of the time. But if I'm like camera operating and not mm. um, not the cinematographer, like I'll be on sets with that are very like broy, and mm. it just makes me feel kind of like sad and usually they're very nice people you know like nice men yeah. uh, <laughs> but at the same time it's like the energy is different and I just feel like an outsider and like I don't belong um but it's funny because like people would ask me what it's if it's um, hard being a woman in my job and like a year ago I was like you know in small ways yes but things have changed so much for the better that really like I don't experience a difference that much like I didn't know how to answer that question because I'm like I don't know like hard what to it's be like a
1: woman in general and you're like how do you separate all the things that people think outside of your work you know yeah. like it's weird it's a loaded question yeah. yeah
0: but then I had some things happen at the at the beginning of this year where I like all of a sudden just kind of exploded with like emotion where like, I had been like hiding this part where I actually, that's the you, the part that you were like, who am I? (laughs) Like I'm right here. (laughs) Yeah. And I had been just like ignoring ways in which like being a woman affected me. And, and, um, there was like basically a job where somebody wanted me to like, they, they hired like a man, a cinematographer, and who had never done a feature before, and um, and it wasn't going well, uh-huh. and like, and they were like, "You could, maybe you could come, like, take over." And I was like, "Oh, so I like read the script and and uh-huh. like, and I was like, okay, and like, it seems like a cool opportunity." And then like found out that I wouldn't get that you credit, get credit, and like, I'd be putting oh in a lot of work, God. and and then I just realized like, there have been so many. I, that was a familiar feeling to mm-hmm. me where like, I'm used to feeling small, like mm-hmm. where they're just like, Oh, you should, they, they made, like made like, me feel oh, you like should be grateful that we gave yes, you a chance. made me feel like they were doing me a favor uh-huh. and, yeah. um, and I just felt so small and like, Oh yeah, maybe they are doing me a favor. <laughs> and, um, so obviously I, I said no. And, Good for um, you. yeah, it's and,
1: hard because it's like, that is their reality and sometimes it can make a lot of anger. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, and
0: intentions are good too. Like, usually their intentions are good and they don't realize, like, what well, they're maybe doing. They're
1: on some, like, it's like microaggression. Like, they probably have heard it many times and they're just choosing not to actively take in what we're saying. But, yeah, because yeah, how can you, after all that? Like, there's an element of, like, oh, I don't want to offend the guys. Like, I've had that in comedy shows. Like, if I can't make it, I always try to at least offer a couple replacements that are like I feel like are great and you know um sometimes if I can I'll try to get someone who maybe hasn't done the show before but I think would be great but I I did that with the show before and they were like oh no well they'll they have to send a tape and then they like the whole lineup was like white dudes and then I think I was like the diversity spot and then they were like well we'll have L- Laurie Kilmartin do it who's great but I was also like okay like She's white too, so it's like now I'm like they're they're just like we need to fill the woman's spot mm-hmm. instead of just going oh maybe we should like in my mind I was like if I was a guy like I mean there's no way to prove this but I'm almost certain like if I was like a straight white comic guy who like ran a show and they thought it was cool and I was like hey I got my buddy to do it they'd just be like sure because they don't want conflict yeah. but then they're like it's fine because like we did her a favor by booking her that's like the feeling that yeah. it's not the same but that I feel like that relates a bit
0: but. Yeah. And I often try to like protect them in a way, like rather than just being like, yeah, this is how it is. Like, it, uh-huh. it, like even with simple things like people being surprised that I'm a cinematographer, like instead of going like, "Yeah, I'm a cinematographer," yeah, I go like, like, "Yeah, it's." Weird. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I know I am. Oh like I try god. to. <laughs> like, you're like, wow,
1: your your reality is correct. I'm the weirdo. Yeah, I can't believe. <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> I can't believe it either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the snarkiest I've heard you be, but I, because I know you all, well,
0: I'm like, Damn, oh she's my god, no, I've been angry <laughs> this year. Like, that's not even, yeah, <laughs> no, like, and then I had to stop, like, thinking so much about it because, like, I would interpret everything like, is it because I'm a, a woman? And then, like, a lot of the times, it's it's not. Like, I I've talked to male cinematographers who have experienced mm. similar like unfairness um, in their jobs. And I'm like, okay, so not everything is because I'm a woman, but I'm, I'm like taking, maybe tech, taking it extra hard. Well, you just don't know. It's so yeah. tough because we,
1: it, the burden is still on us to get over it, right? They're not gonna, like, if, if you're upset about it, it's still on us to be like, well, you got to deal with it. Otherwise you're going to be upset versus like, they got to fix it. And like, I think there is crossover, like guys, it's everything's kind of like nepotistic and unfair. And there's like guys who experience, getting passed over for another friend right but like that also folds into like well there tends to be more guy friends right so there is crossover but I don't think it's totally wrong to think that when you have that instinct and the intuition it's just that you just can't prove it so it is tricky but yeah I, I don't think you're
0: wrong to have that instinct yeah, yeah. and the, the hardest thing for me sometimes is just seeing a male cinematographer be so confident in his and decisions <laughs> <laughs> and not even bad like oh, okay. there are good ones too but yeah like I see that all the time too. But um, I don't know if you saw Nope yet, but there's a a depiction of a cinematographer in that movie and it's just like the most stereotypical, like he talks like Batman and and I hate him. But uh, (laughs) yeah, there's like even close friends of mine who are my biggest supporters who are also DPs. um, I see them... Talk about their job with so much confidence, mm. and I'm like, he is what a cinematographer is supposed to be, and and someone that I will never be, and I kind of have to get past that because, like, first of all, they're a very close friend uh-huh. and like supportive in everything <laughs> that I do. So to be to have that kind of like jealousy or whatever it is, like, just isn't healthy. But sometimes
1: a little bit. I think uh, that's why therapy and spaces are healthy because I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel jealousy and in a way where I first now understood how to process it and then be able to be excited for people but you know i think it's natural we're in like you said we're yeah. in a fucked up industry where we're constantly told to be best friends with the people who take our jobs you know like that is literally or we're supposed to take their jobs from you know and it's that's just what it is and i think it's designed in a way to create the best work but sometimes we have to like on our own do our own little healing um but you said something you said like okay he you'll never be him which I'm curious, um, what do you want to be though? Like, do you want to be him? Yeah. Like, like, because that's the. I I imagine there's some element of you trying to fit into what people want, but also an element of you fitting into what you want. So, in your ideal world, like, outside of how people react to you, like, what kind of cinematographer do you want to be? Like, do you want to be loud and bossy, or do you want everyone to just. You say something once quietly and they do it. Like,
0: what is your ideal? I mean, I think it's always a balance for anyone who is a good leader or just good on set. It's a balance of, like, being kind but having high standards and high expectations. So, like, I'm still trying to figure out that balance. But you're right. I don't want to be someone else. Like, I just want to act like me. But I think the thing that I'm jealous of is, like, having – Being able to expect certain Mm. things from production and not feel bad about it. Like, be able to ask and expect certain things and and not feel like I'm the bad guy or something. So that's what I'm also working on. Yeah,
1: I feel that. I think the layer of, like, half of it is what's in your control and half of it is what's out of your control. And I think yeah sometimes we can try to push the world to meet us because they're they're learning that like i think talking about this is helpful especially for your friends who are supportive maybe they didn't realize and now like little things will change in the way they deal with you know other crew members but the other part is like there's always going to be someone who is not giving you what you want but how can you expect it and know that they're the problem and not you right like that's Mm -hmm. the part that's hard it's like when they want to make you feel bad, how to be like, well, no, I don't feel bad for wanting this. You should feel bad
0: or not. But like,
1: that's not my business. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely gaslight myself sometimes into thinking like, oh, they're going to, they're not going to hire me again. Like, <laughs> and oh. and if
1: they don't hire you because of a stupid reason, that's not a team yeah. you want to work for. But like, they are not not hiring you because they thought you're bad. Like they might say that, but it's because they... In some ways, if they make you feel small, it's probably because they felt threatened. I'm okay, so I'm hearing that you feel you want people to just trust you more the way they trust. Because the confidence is there for the yeah. other male, whatever directors to cinematographers, but the confidence is almost like what what's on the other side is trust. Right? People are like, mm. oh, with confidence, yeah. must come skill. Therefore, we just trust, and it's maybe not the confidence. It's maybe the fact that people have their own like, preconceptions of, like, oh, she's a woman, and she's quiet, or whatever, so, and she's not being mean to me, so she, maybe she doesn't really know what she's doing, right, and the trust isn't there, but you trust yourself, Mm -hmm. or do you trust yourself? I do, yeah, so (laughs) so I think that is, that's all you can do, like, people, if they can't trust, like, they lose a great cinematographer, like, I feel like that's very evident in how you keep working with the same people, because people trust you, and oh, you build trust, and I think that is. For ten, I mean, ten, I mean, ten years of frictionless, free momentum is no small feat, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. like,
0: truly, it's like that's true, yeah. Um, and I think when I'm not working, that's when the anxiety is the most mm-hmm. real about these things, and then then I get on set again, and I'm like, oh right, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is great, yeah. So I'm I'm just excited for like what's next, and and to like continue this journey and have it be hard and like and make art again and that's another thing like um i i'm trying to do photography again and Mm. and i just don't want it to be bad and that that's like a thing (laughs) in the artist's way that you have to Uh you know you have to get past it because it's like a practice can't
1: judge it before it's done yeah and i think i have higher
0: standards now that i've you know Mm. been making art for longer and i'm just like well i don't want to start this because it might not be good, or I don't know, I don't have full control over it yet. So I just have to let go mm. of of that and be uncomfortable with like making bad art for a little bit, um, just with my or own. Or just not personal- judging it. I I, I understand. Yeah. I like literally I went rock
1: climbing with my boyfriend and I got so frustrated because I don't even want to be a rock climber and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even athletic. But I used to dance and I don't even want to be a dancer. But just any element of feeling like an amateur and mm-hmm. then like I couldn't get the muscles right. I was like so triggered. And he was, like, telling me to, like, curl my toes in a certain way, like a mountain Ugh. goat. Because, like, that's... And he it was very, being very nice. I was terrible <laughs> for him. But then in my mind, I'm like, well, since I have this trick of, like, how I used to dance and balance, I can do it this way. But I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not <laughs> a dancer, any, and even if I was, I'm not... This is rock climbing. Like, I was trying to justify, like, why I knew more mm-hmm. than the average beginner. Um, just because I, uh, I couldn't handle it feeling bad, but... It's like the lowest stakes, like I'm at a rock climbing gym and nobody is watching. Yeah,
0: but, um, I get that. I can be, I can be <laughs> a little stubborn too and a know-it-all sometimes. <laughs>
1: sometimes I'll like try to think of myself as like, like an inner child me, because it is like different ages, right? Like the part of you that's skilled and then the part of you that's starting over reminds you of being a kid or maybe like helpless. So I don't know if this is helpful, but thinking of it like what if you're teaching yourself Cause you do have the skills, you have enough skills to like see what direction to go in. I think that's why you call it bad, but it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you'll see it and be like, oh, now I want to do it this way. Yeah. So if you think of yourself as a teacher, you need the student to like show you the work and be like, oh, here's the notes. Mm, I don't know. Like separate that's a, good way. It a bit. Yeah. Cause like nobody that. but you will see it, but yeah, you just don't, I, I, yeah, it's tricky. We're just so hard on ourselves. I know. <laughs> Have you ever thought about um, I? Because I know we've had the conversation about like directing off the record, but I'm curious in terms of like not directing like not not directing like being a director, but taking charge over the projects. Like, um, let's say you know you want to work with a director or you like this writer, because you have that mm-hmm. like you have that like status as a cinematographer. But oftentimes in our industry, it happens the other way around, right? Where like yeah. Like I feel this way as a writer too. It's like directors have to like assemble the team. But it's not always like that. I think people start early on with their team and they stick to it. And I think you have a really good knowledge of people you want to work with. Have you ever thought about like starting a project that you want to do Ooh. as a cinematographer? But like trusting yourself, trusting your vision to bring on the team of people that you like. And you, you mean trust. bring
0: on a director?
1: Kind of. I mean I guess in some ways there's a bit of producing in that, but I think Mm-hmm. it's it's a gray area because i think it when we talk about unions like yes that's technically producing but when we talk about being a creative person and you wanting something like the book to exist and you working with your dad there's an element of like starting the engine right? yeah that can be done by anyone like i think she likes you as an example like me and christine kind of started the engine yeah but we didn't direct it true and very much took like allowed like we were like we're not gonna say we direct like we just aren't directing it that's not our role in it Mm -hmm. and I still feel like that was something that we could birth like you know so I'm curious have you ever thought about taking that energy that you have and that like confidence of doing a project and starting
0: it definitely like not in in the way of like coming up with like I wouldn't write a project at least you know who you'd want to work with exactly like and and I do have to do that um and I have been like reaching out to people who I just admire. Um, maybe I've worked with them like years ago and just haven't Mm -hmm. kept up with them. Um, but I am trying like really hard to express, um, that to people that I like really just admire them, want to work with them. And, um, and there've been cool ways in which like people have reached out to me recently and, and I had already been like thinking about them. Oh yeah. And I, I, love when that happens. Like, um, yeah. I, I just got an email from someone who I was about to like reach out oh my to and I was like, Oh there my God, go. I those love artists you too. <laughs> I think yeah. that,
1: that, yeah, I feel like people would be so lucky it, like, and excited to hear from you, especially cause I know like, like, you know, there's a lot of like comedians who want to get instructed, but maybe they don't have the technical skills, but you know, their voice, you know, like, I think oh, there's yeah. so much, like you already do that really well, but I just think that's like a, something that it would be, W- really yeah. cool because it's like th- when you talk about waiting for the momentum it's like oh you could be the momentum. like yeah. anybody can start it and there are people who are sitting there thinking like oh i want to do this but i don't know a dp or like i don't know how to make it look this way but they have it in their head like that yeah you, does, you don't even have to have a story you could literally be like i want to know what's in this person's head and make it a thing right. like you know yeah, yeah
0: definitely i i have done that Um, with some people and and in a way I was doing that for a while when I was doing funny people serious photos oh yeah my photo series um basically with comedians I I did Uh one with Teresa and um basically comedians in their homes like not putting on a character and then I I got a quote uh, from them about fear or anxiety or their lives and comedy and yeah how they're able to like transmute their fears and anxieties into comedy. I, yeah.
1: I love that series. I forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. You did so
0: many things. <laughs> well, yeah. And I haven't done that in a while, but I'm, I want to start it up again. And it, it was such a good way to just spend more time with people that I was a fan of. Like it was very beneficial for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and people always love, uh, especially comedians love getting their photo taken. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And some projects actually did come out of that. Just uh-huh. like spending time with some of those people. Um, so I need to do that again. That's, That's so
1: cool! <laughs> I'm so excited for this chapter because sometimes it is just having we're, you're creating the space for whatever it is. And yeah, you don't know it. The unknown is scary, but you're creating a space. It's like the world is your womb. Yeah. <laughs> to continue the, I have baby fever. It's I'm. It's not. I've talked <laughs> about
0: it on the pod, I do and too. everyone I know is getting pregnant, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> it's in my it's in my brain. It's um, funny.
0: I haven't had a pregnancy dream in a while, but I have had many in the past, and I get that it's like when you're birthing an idea that could be a reason, but also it's usually like when I have to take a big shit. Oh! <laughs> like, I like did I not wake, expect that. I'm just gonna say it. Like, I wake up and my stomach hurts. Oh my god! And
1: sometimes you have to artistically take a big shit too, right? So, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like, it all comes back. <laughs> so, oh my god. Okay, I, think I could have co- told
0: a secret about poop, but I, I went um, like this career. <laughs>
1: I think we we
0: we we heard the secret, you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, I'm gonna do th- Marissa, So I have a game for you to end this podcast. Okay, um, this is called See, Hear, or Feel. Um, it's sort of a hybrid of Would You Rather and Fuck, Mary Kill. Oh. Cause as a cinematographer, you know, I feel like you are very in tune to visuals, and the way you see the world really affects what we feel when we see, you know, the recording of that world later on in films. Um, I'm not a cinematographer, but I have done mushrooms, so I can, you mm-hmm. know, say that I'm also very sensitive to light. So that sort of inspired this game. Um, it's very simple. I'm just gonna, you know, the concept of fuck, marry, kill, yeah. where you list three people, and then you either fuck, Barry or kill them. We're not going to kill anyone today, okay? This is see, hear, or feel. So I'll just list three things. Some of them are abstract, okay? So there's no right or wrong answer, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's also fine. Just go with your gut. You just have to decide if you could only, you know, see one, hear one, or Mm -hmm. feel one, which one you would assign that to, okay? okay? So here's the first one, okay? A thunderstorm, a rainforest, or a waterfall?
0: Um... I oh they're all so fun to see, hear, and feel. Um, <laughs> I know that's the point. I guess I'd like to see a waterfall, hear a rainforest, and feel a thunderstorm. Oh, okay.
1: I like that. That's cool. This one is okay. Would you rather see, hear, or feel Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, or Taylor Swift? Like a concert. We're not like feel like, oh, okay, not, like not, being not, at the concert. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Like you're yeah feeling the the, the concert performance, uh, seeing the performance, You know, or like. Mm,
0: okay I guess see Lady Gaga because I, sh- I feel like she's always has great visuals mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. um I don't even know okay so feel but not hear that's yeah, so hard feel,
1: yeah maybe feel that is tough whatever it means to you mm. yeah like yeah I don't want to be like you can't hear anything but maybe you can feel the energy or something okay I don't know
0: um you can dance. I'll just there you put go. you can dance. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I'll put feel for Ariana Grande okay wow interesting choice the choose not to hear her voice no I'm just <laughs> yeah I want to dance but not hear her and then no okay. she's okay. she's amazing no, no. though um and hear Taylor Swift okay. I, I've become a huge Taylor Swift fan in the last like year or so yeah she's super fun I, yeah. I think
1: that that was a really tough one and only mm-hmm. because I um a known Ariana Grande super fan that it oh, would be gotcha. hard for me not to hear her but also yeah I um, want to probably just see here and feel her too so answer okay Halloween Christmas New Year's Eve mm. so however you want to interpret that like maybe it's like you know you experience one all in the dark and you can you know here or one so it doesn't have to be like in this world you you're not like stumbling around like you, yeah yeah you, you can move about
0: um okay uh I guess I'll f- feel christmas because that's that seems cozy oh yeah yeah okay and then um see wait halloween and new year's eve so feeling christmas seeing halloween um and hearing new year's Eve. yeah
1: that's a good one you have countdown there's a lot of noises yeah celebratory i like that i like feeling christmas that's When you said that, I was like, that feels right.
0: Because I I was like, I don't want to hear Christmas because that's a lot of music. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um,
1: Okay, this is the last one. See, hear, or feel. Your childhood, your teenage years, or your adult life. So, like, this is kind of abstract, but, like, you, like, experience it more with, like, one sense forward, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, logic, be damned, but, you know. Okay.
0: I guess I'll... um, feeling to adult life because i'm just mm. like more in tune with my feelings now i think um c wait say the, the so other childhood two. adolescence adolescence adult. oh god um
1: imagine if you're like i would like to feel adolescence
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, i don't know but i don't know that's a tough one i Maybe. mean i think see childhood and um hear adolescence. That's good. yeah because
1: all music and you're meeting new people yeah
0: that's fun that's fun to listen to but not like feel again yeah
1: yeah true yeah you can by by a uh, proxy feel it yeah. through the music without having the tears you know yeah
0: and I feel like a lot of um my cinematography is is motivated by childhood like things I okay, saw in yeah. childhood or and the the nostalgia element yes. like um I think we're all just trying to create things that are familiar to mm-hmm. us from childhood. I, I love that. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for playing and thank, thank you for coming you. on the show, Carissa. Um, can you tell our listeners and watchers where to follow you, find your stuff, anything you want to plug? I know you have
0: like tons of things. Oh, so shout thanks. it out. Yeah. Um, well, you can follow me at CL Dorson on Instagram. Um, my website is Carissa If you want to check out any of my work, um, and yeah that's pretty much it yeah this was really fun thank you so much thank you for listening to you can tell me anything you can tell me anything is a
1: comedic podcast created and produced by teresa lee on the hoo-ha-ha podcast network the hoo-ha-ha team is ashley mcatee audrey povar maggie Heath austin Cardi Assad, and stephanie binot the theme song for this podcast was created by cody johnston the outro music was written by shipwreck sailor And the Hoo-Ha-Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh-out-loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.